Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm not here to waste your time. Okay? I certainly hope you're not here to waste mine. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Two little mice found in a bucket of cream. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. Be water, my friend. Welcome to Unstrategic, the podcast about digital strategy. Have you guys ever heard the saying, technology is easy, business is hard? It was one of the first lessons I learned getting into the agency space. And there are variations of this saying depending on what area you work in, like SEO is easy, consulting is hard, or content marketing is easy, good content marketing is hard. Now, what these sayings really mean is that it's hard to solve business problems. Now, I consider myself a digital strategist, and with that comes a certain amount of consultant work and trying to solve problems for my clients. I can give advice to my clients around what I believe is the best way forward for their websites, but I do that in context of their goals, their business, their industry, and their markets. When you are designing a website or building a digital product, or performing ongoing web and mobile optimizations for your client, you need to know at the very least what their business goals are. If your client expects consultation, then you have to know so much more, including the nuances of their industry and the markets they sell to. And sometimes you have to ramp up on client accounts very quickly, depending on the situation. So how do you do that? How do you get more knowledge about a business, industry, and market in a, in a very quick amount of time? Hey guys, I'm your host, Adam James LaMagna, and today we're going to talk about a process for ramping up on your digital accounts, something that I call client acclimation. I've heard this called ramping up, skilling up, knowledge gain, or simply learning more about your client and their industry. But we're going to do this with both efficiency and effectiveness so you're comfortable sitting at a table with key executives, speaking their language, and giving sound consultative advice when it comes to their business in relation to your area of expertise. Before we get into the process of ramping up on client accounts, I'll talk a little about consulting itself. So the first thing is that consulting is, it's more than just giving advice. You want to put yourself in a position to truly help your client, but there needs to be an understanding that your consultation work should primarily revolve around your area of expertise, and that's going to be the digital piece. So to best help your client, it's rooted in what you know websites, a digital product, mobile strategy, content strategy, what have you. Try not to get caught in a position where you have to shoulder more of the business weight than you should, because that's how partnerships can go off the rails. So simply put, stay in your lane. And then the second thing is that consultant work is really more about problem solving for your clients. And there are lots of frameworks you can use depending on your client's situation. A few to look at are called, you know, the balance scorecard. There's Porter's Five Forces. And both McKinsey and BCG, Boston Consulting Group, have shared frameworks for consulting. Now, 
The framework that I'm going to share I call the Client Acclimation Framework, and although it includes a little bit of client communication, it is primarily designed as an internal process to ramp up efficiently on your client's business, their industry, and their markets. And I'm going to outline each step I take to get a full picture of my client's world, and I can usually get this done in about a 48-hour period. Well, I guess technically a 16-hour period because your working hours should only be eight a day. This process should work for anyone trying to ramp up on a client account. It could be for a new account manager, a digital strategist taking lead on a project, or a salesperson trying to sell a product or a service to a client or a prospect. It's a quick and efficient way to gain knowledge and insight into your client's situation and world. Okay, so just a few more things before we get into the steps of the process. This is probably going to be a three-part episode because there's a lot to chat about here. I was going to try to condense it into a two-part episode, but it just wasn't enough time. And I, I want to actually go through each step I take to gain more knowledge about a client, which is going to include how I search for things, where I look, and what actions I take to make things stick. And I hope you guys are going to get a lot out of this. Again, I do these podcasts to be truly helpful, and I think shortcutting this process would have some negative effects. So I'm going to share all of it, and it's just going to be over the course of a, of a few episodes. I will most likely have a resource on the last episode to help you tie it all together. Now, I've been asked over the years the question, how do you have intelligent conversations to be seen as more of a strategic partner than just a tactical partner to your client? And there's lots of parts to that answer. But the first thing I do is I ramp up on accounts this way. Now, working at the company I work for now, I have the luxury of only focusing on one vertical, one industry. And that's the travel and leisure space. I work with hotels all over the world to maximize their web direct revenue streams. But even though I work with one industry, I do work with several markets. So let me explain the difference between industry and market. When I say the term industry, I'm referring to the providers of that industry, the manufacturers, the retailers, the companies that sell a product or service. When I say the term market, I'm referring to the consumer side. So I work with the hotel industry and they have a few different markets that usually come down to regions, and within those markets there are users and their demographics and interests. Most of you out there probably work with a number of different industries that have even more markets, so ramping up on client accounts becomes more imperative. Now if you work with one industry, that's, that's fantastic. This is going to be easier for you. The last thing to note is that you are going to need some tools. Primarily a tool that helps you collect, process, and organize information. Personally, I use Trello because I can set up my email to board settings in Trello, which, you know, allow me to capture any article, thought, or important piece of information no matter where I am and send it into my processing board. But that's just me. A, a note-taking tool will do just fine. Something like Evernote or Google Keep. Uh, or simply a Word doc or Google doc to get everything in one place and start categorizing those things. So we are going to use this tool to gather all relevant information and have it at our fingertips. What we want to do is catalog and organize. 
So let's dive into the process and we'll start with uh, the overview. We're going to separate the client acclimation process into four areas. It's going to be the four C's, so construction, cognition, community, and client collaboration. People learn things by doing them, thinking about them, and sharing them with others. The construction phase is going to consist of searching, cataloging, and processing or organizing information. The cognition phase is going to consist of reading, thinking, and reorganizing information. The community phase is going to consist of getting out there on the forums and exchanges and chatting with other people, or at the very least, seeing what others are saying. And then client collaboration. This is usually consisting of a custom-made questionnaire that we will send to our clients to get more in-depth info. But in today's episode, we will concentrate on phase one, the construction phase, and getting all relevant information into one place and categorizing. In the construction phase, we're going to do three things. We're going to construct a view of the client, construct a view of the client's industry, and then construct a view of the client's markets. This is going to be primarily involving searching and sifting through articles, publications, web pages, etc. And I will break down each step in how I search and catalog. So the first one is, is pretty easy and should take five to ten minutes. This is constructing a view of the client. When you construct a view of your client, you want to look at their website or whatever web presence they have, like a Facebook page. Write down a little about who they are, where they're located, what they do or what they offer, and how long they've been doing it for. And right now, that's really all the information that we need because we're going to move into constructing a view of the client's industry and their markets. When you construct a view of the client's industry, it really comes down to research. And this doesn't have to be in depth right now. We just want to find relevant articles, publications, references, etc. And for this, you just have to know where to look, what to search for, and how to search for it. I will start with a, a Google search, obviously. And I'll search, I'll type in blank industry. So if I need to know more about the automobile industry, I will search for automotive industry. If I'm working with a new healthcare client, I will search for healthcare industry. Now, the following terms are, are kind of broad, so you can always narrow this down uh, if you are working within a specific field. For example, if you want to learn more about you know, cancer research centers, type that into a Google search query, and you will almost always get a Wikipedia page first. This is a good thing, because... Wikipedia pages are fantastic, and I remember in college everyone saying, you know, you can't rely on Wikipedia, and I don't think that's true. It will give you two things. One is it will give you a great overview and understanding of the industry you're working with, and then it's also going to give you a history. But furthermore, if you scroll down to the references section on Wikipedia, which is usually at the very bottom, this is where you will find some really great resources on whatever it is you're searching for. And this is when cataloging becomes relevant. There are a couple of different ways to categorize and catalog information, but you'll want to take newer articles first. 
so the references on Wikipedia will have dates associated with them. I wouldn't catalog anything five years or older unless it gives you a history about a very old industry. I will take the references in Wikipedia and start opening these into new tabs, and the goal here is to scan these references to see what's relevant. We want to look for articles and information of substance, but we want to stay away from a few types of information, like uh, elementary or rudimentary information. This could be things like uh, a dictionary definition, so if you look up automotive industry on Wikipedia, you'll have a, an actual dictionary definition of automotive industry. We don't need stuff like that. The second area to stay away from is highly complicated information that only someone who has been in the industry for years will understand. Things like detailed statistical information, we don't need that stuff to ramp up either. Stay away from the really simple stuff and the really complicated stuff. You want to find kind of mid-ground information. The types of references you will want to catalog are going to be things like overviews, guidelines, and or standards of an industry, and then certain publication pieces on trend observations. This will give us a pretty round portrait of an industry quickly. There are a few other areas you can search for industry information, and keep in mind what I'm sharing is all free resource gathering. I'm not talking about sites where you have to buy information. I follow the philosophy that there's so much info out there that I probably don't need to buy any of it, unless it's, it's something that's highly specialized, but I've never found that to be the case. Some of the other resources that I use are the following. One is YouTube videos. There are channels like How It's Made, which shows you all different types of products and how they are made, like car tires, office chairs, clocks, really anything you can think of. And then the broader YouTube platform will give you lots of videos on industry overviews. And if we're staying with things like cancer research, then just search cancer research industry and you'll have plenty of videos to, to view. Now, because there's so much information out there, you really have to have variances in your searching terms. You need to go through a number of head terms like cancer research, and then long tail terms like how stem cells have helped cancer research in the last five years. I find that asking questions about industries in your search queries, like how has the automotive industry changed in the 21st century, will give you a lot more references to look at and sift through, essentially broadening your knowledge of the industry. So you really do need to have kind of a, a, a combination of head terms and really long tail keywords. Now other resources that I use are the top five strategic consulting firms like um, you know BCG and McKinsey and Deloitte. They have a lot of trending articles about certain industries. In fact, if you look at McKinsey.com, they will uh, list out every single, every single industry that they work with, which it is very broad. So chances are you probably, whatever industry you're working in, they're probably working with it too. And then they give you actual articles about what's going on right now in that industry. So you can look at McKinsey. I would also look at you know, Strategy and, which is a, a section of uh, you know, PricewaterhouseCoopers. Harvard Business Review is a fantastic place to look for articles on industry. And the last place I look is Google Scholar. And Google Scholar will give you all these different scholarly papers and publications. 
And sometimes the, these can be extremely difficult to read through. So what you want to do is you just want to read the abstract of each paper and then catalog that accordingly if it fits what you're looking for. The last thing you might want to search for is some sort of industry glossary. Many industries will have their own acronyms, sayings, and terminology, but usually you can find articles for this online. So just search for XYZ industry terms or terminology or glossary and, and you should find it. Now that should complete the constructing of the industry view, which really should only take you a solid hour to complete because remember, we aren't reading these articles in depth, only searching and scanning them. If you have over 20 articles, you should be fine. And just remember to categorize them in your note-taking tool under the industry view category. Now, if you're feeling especially productive, you can separate the references or articles into industry overviews, industry guidelines slash standards, industry trends, and then industry terminology. This is going to give you an easy way to reference the articles when you need to. The next thing we want to do is construct a view of the client's markets, and we're going to do this in a general way right up front. Now, remember, the market denotes the consumer side of an, in of an industry, and we just want an overview, certain general behaviors, and general trends going on right now. Eventually, you are going to chat with your client at some point about their consumers, and that's when you want to get into the weeds about who they are, what they do, where they find your client's product or services. But before we do that, we need to know what general markets there are. And this is going to be pretty straightforward and should only take, again, about an hour as well. And keep in mind, what we're doing is we're scanning and cataloging information. Just you, being a consumer yourself, you know a little about the market, right? We know that the living generations that consume things are the baby boomers, the Gen Xers, the millennials, and then the Gen Z are having purchasing power. Now, I like to look at broad trends in the top industries first, like retail, technology, healthcare, manufacturing, because what that is going to do is potentially give me ideas about the big picture, and it's going to tell me a little about who's buying what. And the thing to keep in mind is that consumers who are purchasing in these top industries like retail, technology, manufacturing, they're probably purchasing elsewhere, and a lot of behaviors, trends can cross over certain industries. We also want to dive into searching for things like consumer trends or consumer behaviors in XYZ industry year 2019 or whatever year it is. You'll want to catalog any articles that are new, so articles or publications that are written within the last year, and you'll also want to have variations of your search, so things like user behavior for XYZ industry or consumer markets in XYZ industry. I also like searching for things like consumer studies in XYZ industry because you'll get a lot of surveyed consumers in different regions, which will help you identify uh, current trends, current problems. Uh, then you can dive into an actual buyer group and search for things like millennials purchasing power in automotive sales or things like are baby boomers still affecting the retail industry. 
The goal here is to get a general overview of the markets that are out there for the industry and, and as a whole. Because when you eventually have client collaboration, they will tell you who their consumers are, and you'll have insight into that market already, which will help you position them if they want to sell to other markets or how best to um, broaden the sales effort they're doing now. When you have roughly 20 articles, you can stop and categorize them into market overview, market behaviors, and market trends. If you're feeling especially productive, go even deeper by separating them into generation group like millennials, Gen Z, etc. In the construction phase, we are going to construct three views, the client view, the industry view, and the markets view. Now, altogether, this should take approximately two to three hours. Remember, the client view is really simple. We are going to learn more about their business and their consumers when we collaborate with them. The industry and market views are simply just articles, publications, and references that are categorized accordingly. Now, on the next episode, we're going to talk about the cognition phase, and this is where we're going to basically spend the rest of our day, approximately five to six hours, where we read the information, we think about the information, we think about the problems that the information brings to light, we look at different insight channels, and then we're going to reorganize and write down the most pertinent information for it all to make sense. All right, guys, I hope today's episode was helpful. I am your host, Adam James Lamagna, and please feel free to reach out over social media or email. If you have any questions about today's episode, or if there's a specific topic that you would like us to cover, please let us know. And if you're listening, please feel free to rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. We would love your feedback. Okay, so we will be back in about a week with the next phase of ramping up on client accounts. Cheers. Cheers.